Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. Today is December 25th. I'm Jill. Merry Christmas, everyone. As we read through this reading today, I hope we will hold in our heart the wonder and the awe and the anticipation, which is that of a child, as we come into the understanding, the knowledge that God, born in the flesh, has come, and he will be a king unlike any other, a ruler unlike any other, unlike anything that the people even expected and hoped for, but a savior, the Prince of Peace. He has come, Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus. Jesus is born. We hold that in our hearts as we jump into the reading today, Second Peter chapters 1, 2, and 3. And today we're starting a brand new translation. We're beginning today in the Evangelical Heritage Version, Second Peter chapter 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained the same kind of faith as ours in the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and excellence. Through these, He has given us his precious and great promises so that through them you may share in the divine nature having escaped from the corruption that sinful lust causes in the world. And for this very reason, after applying every effort, add moral excellence to your faith. To moral excellence, add knowledge. To knowledge, add self-control. To self-control, add patient endurance. To patient endurance, add godliness. To godliness, add brotherly affection, and to brotherly affection, add love. For if you have these qualities and they are increasing, they are going to keep you from being idle or unfruitful in regard to your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Indeed, the person who lacks these qualities is short-sighted and, in fact, blind because he has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brothers, be more eager to make your calling and election sure for yourselves. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. In fact, in this way, you will be richly supplied with an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is why I intend always to keep reminding you of these things, even though you already know them and are established in the truth you now have. I think it is right, as long as I am in this tent, to keep you wide awake by reminding you because I know that the putting off of my tent is going to happen soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. I will also make every effort so that after my departure, you always have a reminder of these things. To be sure, we were not following cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the powerful appearance of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from within the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son, whom I love, with him I am well pleased. We heard this voice which came out of heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. 
We also have the completely reliable prophetic word. You do well to pay attention to it as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Since we know this above all else, no prophecy of scripture comes about from someone's own interpretation. In fact, no prophecy ever came by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were being carried along by the Holy Spirit. There were false prophets also among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their depraved ways, and because of them the way of the truth will be blasphemed. In their greed they will exploit you with fabricated messages. Their condemnation announced long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but handed them over to chains of darkness by casting them into hell to be kept under guard for judgment, and if God did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a preacher of righteousness, along with seven others when he brought a flood on the world of ungodly people, and if God condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to destruction by turning them into ashes when he made them an example of things to come for the ungodly, and if he rescued righteous Lot, who was very distressed by the unrestrained immorality of the wicked people, while that righteous man was living among them, he was tormented in his righteous soul day after day by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to keep the unrighteous under guard until the day of judgment in order to punish them. This is especially true of those who follow the defiling lust of the flesh and who despise authority, daring and arrogant. They do not tremble when they blaspheme glorious beings, whereas angels, even though they are greater in strength and power, do not bring a slanderous judgment against them before the Lord. But these people blaspheme in matters about which they are ignorant, just like unreasoning creatures that live by instinct and are born to be captured and destroyed. So they too will be destroyed as a consequence of their destructive activity. They will be paid back for the harm they cause. They consider it a pleasure to carouse in the daytime. They are spots and blemishes who take delight in their deceitful pleasures while they feast with you. They have eyes full of longing for adulterous women and sins that never stop. They seduce unstable souls. They have trained their hearts for greed. They are children who are cursed. They left the right way and went astray following the path of Balaam, son of Beor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. He was rebuked for his disobedience. A donkey, which does not talk, spoke with a human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. These men are wells without water, clouds driven away by a windstorm, for whom the gloom of darkness has been reserved. For by uttering arrogant, empty words, they use the depraved lusts of the flesh to seduce those who are barely escaping from those who live in error. While they promise these people freedom, they themselves are slaves to corruption, for a person is a slave to what has control of him. Indeed, if after escaping the defiling things of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and controlled by them again, they are worse off than they were at first. In fact, it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it, to turn back from the holy command passed on to them. They demonstrate the truth of the proverb, a dog returns to its own vomit and a washed sow returns to wallowing in the mud. 
Dear friends, this is now the second letter that I have written to you. I have both of them to stir up your sincere mind with a reminder for you to remember the words spoken earlier by the holy prophets and the command of the Lord and Savior through your apostles. First, know this. In the last days, scoffers will come with their mocking, following their own lusts. They will say, Where is this promised coming of his? For from the time that our fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they have from the beginning of the creation. You see, what they are intentionally forgetting is that the heavens came into existence long ago by the word of God, and that the earth came together out of the water and between the waters. Through these waters the former world perished when it was flooded with water. And now, by the same word, the heavens and earth have been stored up for fire since they are being kept until the day of judgment and the destruction of the ungodly. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. For the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow to do what he promised, as some consider slowness. Instead, he is patient for your sakes, not wanting anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. On that day, the heavens will pass away with a roar. The elements will be dissolved as they burn with great heat, and the earth and what was done on it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be destroyed, what kind of people ought you to be living in holiness and godliness as you look forward to and hasten the coming of the day of God? That day will cause the heavens to be set on fire and destroyed, and the elements to melt as they burn with great heat. But according to his promise, we look forward to new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, dear friends, as you look forward to these things, make every effort to be found in peace, spotless and blameless in his sight. Regard the patient of our Lord as salvation, just as also our dear brother Paul wrote to you, according to the wisdom that was given to him. He spoke about these things the same way in all of his letters. There are some matters that are hard to understand in his letter, which the ignorant and unstable distort, as they also do with the other scriptures to their own destruction. Therefore, dear friends, since you already know these things, be on your guard so that you do not fall from your own firm position by being led astray through the error of the wicked. Instead, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and forever. Amen. Also in our reading today, Jude. Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called, who are loved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ, mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you concerning the salvation we share, I felt it was necessary for me to write to urge you to continue to contend for the faith that was delivered to the saints once and for all. For certain individuals slipped in secretly about whom it was written some time ago that they are condemned. They are ungodly people who turn the grace of our God into a license for sin and deny our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. I want to remind you, though you already know all these things, that after the Lord rescued his people out of the land of Egypt, he later destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their position of authority but left their own dwelling place behind, God has kept them in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Like Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them, who are in a similar way indulged in extreme sexual immorality and pursued homosexual perversion, 
they serve as an example of those who are going to suffer the punishment of eternal fire. Yet, in the very same way, these dreamers are defiling the flesh, despising authority and blaspheming glorious ones. But when the archangel Michael was disputing with the devil and arguing about the body of Moses, he did not dare to bring a blasphemous condemnation against him. Instead, he said, the Lord rebuke you. But these people do not understand what they are blaspheming. They are being destroyed by the very things that they know by instinct, like unreasoning animals. Woe to them. They have gone the way of Cain. They have abandoned themselves for hire to the heir of Balaam. They perished in Korah's rebellion. These people are filthy stains on your love beasts when they eat with you without fear, shepherding themselves. They are clouds without rain being driven along by the winds. They are autumn trees without fruit, twice dead, pulled up by the roots. They are wild waves of the sea piling up the foam of their own shame. They are wandering stars for whom the gloom of darkness has been reserved for eternity. Enoch, the seventh from Adam, also prophesied about these people, saying, Look, the Lord is going to come with tens of thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment against all of them and to convict every soul concerning all their ungodly deeds, which they did in an ungodly way, and concerning all the harsh words that ungodly sinners spoke against him. These are discontented grumblers who walk according to their lusts, and their mouths speak boastful things as they flatter others to take advantage of them. But you, dear friends, remember the words that were spoken earlier by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last time, there will be scoffers who follow their own ungodly lusts. These are the people who cause divisions. They are worldly because they do not have the Spirit. But you, dear friends, continue to build yourselves up in your most holy faith as you keep praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in God's love as you continue to wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, which results in eternal life. Show mercy to those who are wavering. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. Show mercy to still others with fear, hating even the clothing that is stained by the flesh. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless in the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all time, now, and to all eternity. Amen. It's Christmas today, and chances are many of us uh, went and attended some service to celebrate, to commemorate, to remember the welcoming of a Savior, Jesus. And so truth be told, me being very vulnerable standing before the microphone in front of all of you today, there are times it feels as if there's a great pressure to come up with the right thing to say, to firstly, be completely accurate and not misspeak, and secondly, to make it make sense. And thirdly, maybe most importantly, to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit, which takes time to listen and to hear. And in church culture, uh, sometimes Christmas and Easter are known as the Super Bowls of the church calendar as far as attendance, invitations, 
of those people who may not find themselves uh, as regular church attenders, let alone as believers of Jesus Christ. And so my guess is maybe some of those pastors and priests all around the world feel immense pressure to get it right, to say the right thing, to get it accurate, to listen to the voice and the leading of the Holy Spirit, and maybe even hope that the people that are listening, that are present, will be impacted in some way that would cause them to come into relationship and knowledge with Jesus. I'm saying all of that today. I'm not really sure why, to to be honest with you. But for those listening, for those of you that are still here and still listening, if you haven't turned off the podcast at this point, the message that I hope you hear today is, if you are broken, there is a Savior. If you are bleeding, there is a Savior. If you are hurting and suffering, there is a Savior. If you are depressed and poor in spirit, there is a Savior. If you are tired and weary, there is a Savior. If you are hopeless, there is a Savior. If you have ever been rejected or thrown aside, there is a Savior. If you have been betrayed, there is a Savior. If you're barely hanging on, there is a Savior. You feel lonely and all alone, there is a Savior. If you are desperate, there is a Savior. If you are tormented and plagued by your past, there is a Savior. If you feel empty or dry, there is a Savior. If you need a rescue, there is a Savior. His name is Jesus. Emmanuel, God with us. Both fully God and fully man, understanding every human emotion we could possibly experience, who came into this world lowly, humbly, quietly, and he came as a prince, but the prince of all peace, peace that passes all understanding, all questions, and leads us back to Emmanuel, God with us never leaving us, never forsaking us. He is the truth. He is the life. He is the way. He is the resurrection and the life. If you need a friend today, if you need a savior, if you need a rescue, the good news is that he came And he's still here, ever-present. He's but a breath, a simple prayer away. Jesus, come. Jesus, help. 
Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. We celebrate the welcoming of you. We honor your existence. And I pray that we would make room for you today in our hearts. What needs cleaned out so that we can have deeper intimacy, greater knowledge of who you are. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming for us. Thank you for coming to us and being ever present with us. Jesus, Emmanuel, Savior of the world. Amen. Joy.